Welcome to 12.5 of the Miners. This is Habakkuk week five uh, of six. Aaron, what comes next after Habakkuk? We do this thing called the Songs of Ascent. The Songs of Ascent are the psalms that the songs, see, that the Israelites would sing on their way to Jerusalem up to the festivals. Today, Aaron and I are joined by Ed Lindsay. Hi, Ed. Hi, how you doing? Good. We had your wife on several months ago now, and that would be good opportunity to have you on because I hear you're moving. You had such a bad experience. It's like, we got to leave. Moving. We are out of here. <laughs> I'd rather go back to LA than be around these guys anymore. Uh, hi, I'm Ed, and uh, my wife and I, Terry, we've been here for a little while. We came down here about 12 years ago to help build a hospital, and then we left to go build another hospital in Vegas. Then we came back to uh, play with hospital work, and now the Lord's calling us back to uh, L.A. to do more hospital stuff. Hmm. Well, thanks for being here. I know I'm sure you're busy right now with, with the moving stuff, uh, but let's jump into Habakkuk week five. Would you mind doing a recap? So today in Habakkuk, we get to the place where Habakkuk looks at all that God is going to do, and his response is to remind himself of all the things God has done. Uh, Habakkuk's theology essentially stops looking at things horizontally in front of him and goes vertical. And what he does is he starts to sing a song. And this song is of all the things that God has done in the past. And he goes to what really his understanding of the gospel is for him, the good news, is the exodus. That God leads his people out of slavery into freedom from death, into life. And this directly relates to us because in the New Testament, what you see when Jesus comes in this thing called the Transfiguration, he's meeting with Elijah and Moses. And one of the things that's interesting when he's meeting with Jesus in the Transfiguration is Moses talks to Jesus about his exodus. The literal Greek word there is exodus. And that Jesus is going to do a new exodus where he leads his people to what the gospel is, our true freedom, our true salvation, our sins are forgiven, our entire lives can be restored. And what Habakkuk only looked back to, we get to see the fullness of in glory. And that should bring us to be a people who live in humbleness and joy because of what God has done. And our focus should be upon him. Well, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Yes, very happy. So, what were you saying? You've got notes, so we don't. Time you know, the message it was one of those when I was reading the message. I was like, "Wow, this is going right alongside of what God's been working on me on the last like weeks." It's wow. like Aaron knows so much about you and your personal life. That yes, yes, he was like, "He must have been put a camera in." That's here. right. So, I love I love to explore this more. Tell us what what kind of chapter are you in right now, and what what's I, God been doing? I, I'm in Ephesians. Five, four, and five, and I'm kind of taking my way through Ephesians. But we're in Habakkuk. Um, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, whoops. Yeah. And so, um, and it kind of. Can you also just just show the camera real quick that you actually yes. brought notes? So this is my <laughs> this is my Bible in English and Greek um, because sometimes I like to play around with word meanings and mm-hmm. and how they translate and a few things like that. So uh, in the message. You kind of you're, you're going through, and then all of a sudden he's singing, he's worshiping in song. Yeah. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. And which ties into what I was reading in Ephesians five. It talks about, "Therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is." Oh, I want to know what the will of the Lord is, right? And then you kind of jump, and it says, "Will the Lord is don't get drunk with wine." Okay, check or try to check, um, <laughs> you know. And then uh, and then be filled with the Spirit. I'm like, okay, that's it. Fill with the Spirit. I mean, that's, that's, that's God's will. 
And then it says, speaking to one another in songs and hymns. I'm like, what? Speaking? That, that doesn't seem right. So then I jumped to Hello. my Greek. How are you? Yeah, I'm like, this is not some crazy musical. So the Greek says, speaking yourselves songs and hymns. Yeah. And then it says, making melody in your hearts to the Lord. So I've been, I've been changing my prayer life. It's like, Lord, put a song in my heart throughout the day. Mm-hmm. For me, I realized that... Um, the more I worship in song in my heart, the closer I feel to Jesus. Mm. And it's just kind of this neat little journey path. But in my prayers, it's also a reminder, hey, ask for that. You know, and so I've been doing that. You know, all through the Old Testament scriptures, whenever God speaks, it is like 99% of the time, it's poetry and song. Well, you know, the message talks a lot about, about remembering and and reminding ourselves. And so I think that, that that's perfect. Like, it's... That's one way that we can remember who God is and what He has done for us, and yeah. that's what Habakkuk does. I mean, the, the whole the the whole thing is this is going to happen, that's going to happen, this is going to happen. Why this is going to happen? Why? And then it's and he just stops and he takes all this time. And at first, you don't really see what he's doing as he's recounting all of these things that are going on. And then you get to then it's like, oh, he is he's talking to himself. And reminding himself, this is who God is, this is what God has done, and therefore you don't need to freak out like you were freaking out. You can trust him. Yes. And it's just it's just this constant reminder of who God is and He is so faithful. And speaking of freak out, we are in the middle of, of packing up our house. We are moving. I know I saw your pictures. <laughs> and so um the move is supposed to happen this Tuesday, a week from today. We get the call yesterday, our movers canceled. <sighs> And so that's the panic, and I'm mm. like, Lord, you're my faith is going to be in you. You parted a red sea. Yeah. You can get my luggage moved. Move it. <laughs> and so I'm like, Lord, what is going on? And I'm like, you know what? He has been faithful on this whole journey of of this transition of we're moving back to LA. Even though my wife's still mad at me because I said we're never moving back to LA. We love it here. I'm never going back. And she's like. You shouldn't have said that, <laughs> you know. And and now we're moving back in the series of uh, open and closed doors. But it's just like God has been so faithful; He will provide the movers. And we had a few hours of chaos, and then we we found the movers, and we're back set for Tuesday. But it's it's that, you know, God is faithful. It may not be our plan, but He will be faithful. Alongside of that, what things have you? told yourself like god i've heard this i've seen i've i've heard you be faithful i want to see this uh even little things like um you know our daughter-in-law and my daughter both got into grad school you know during this time of uncertainty during this time i was like so seeking god and his faith and his faithfulness and asking god god do greater things and and that happens and then all of a sudden my son gets a different job and with you know the different grad school they move to Ventura I'm like oh lord they're moving farther away from us I'm like in his perfect timing closer to us when we move back to LA so you know it's it's yes nobody wants to live in LA I know but we're like three to four miles from our old church where our kids got dedicated and all of Terry's family is there and it's like I've been praying it's like you know, during this time for Terry's family, it's like, Lord, bring people in their lives to be a light to you. Have somebody reach them. Lord, do mighty things. I'm like, whoa, I didn't mean for me to go. <laughs> you know, it's like, whoa. He's like, well, you asked. It's like, so God is just working in, in, these, in these requests that we have no idea how he's going to fulfill them. But it's like, be faithful. 
How about you, Aaron? Either what things do you, you want God to, to show you? I, I think sometimes I tend to do what a lot of people do is we look at everybody else's lives and we think, oh, that's amazing what God did there. Oh, that's look what God did over there. Oh, that's amazing. Ed sold his boat. Aaron's <laughs> boat still <laughs> no, but like it's you look around at what it seems like God is doing in all these places, and like, oh, I wish God would do that in my life. And we don't see what God is doing in our life because we're so busy looking at everybody else's life. I I really think that there there are certain things that I see how God worked in his people to do these amazing things and I sometimes say God I, I want you to do that here like in, in America I, I'd love to see God do a, a, a new work but sometimes that work is where God brings in the Babylonians and wipes everybody out and the whole time it's like why would he do that I mean I'm, I've seen God just do amazing things in my life that you don't really see it when you're in the middle of it planting element mm, my growth in my marriage with Mary Ann through, through a lot of the hardships, through understanding the gospel better by people who didn't understand the gospel at all, kind of going off on me or my wife or some of my friends, and all of those things, not understanding why people who claim to be godly will do these things, and yet all of those things lead to the place where I can understand the gospel better, because I'm not focused on those people in the end, I need to focus on what God is doing and what He wants to teach me. You know, I love that when you were talking about, especially when we're offended, and I've been, I've been spending a lot of time on uh, uh, when we are offended, mm-hmm. and the, and uh, what Christ did on the cross. We always get the Christ died for my sins. That, that's the easy one, but it's like forgiving yourself for the 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 offenses we and the hurt we cause ourselves. Some of us deal with the the pain that we did something. Mm-hmm. And not forgiving ourselves, and then it's that the 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 next step is when we offend others, because we do stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hurt Terry all the time, and it's like, but I love her, but I'm yet stupid, and that hurt that I did to her, that's forgiven as well. The final one is when people offend us, it's like, oh, Christ died for that. Mm-hmm. I can forgive, and not only that, I can pray for them. Yeah. I can love them. And heal that through that process, and, and that's the only way to pray for your enemies, knowing that that offense has been taken care of, and that is freedom. Mm-hmm. And that's Some people, you know, they they say that, but they don't, but they don't live that. Mm. It's it's well, they haven't apologized to me, or they haven't sought me out, and so many people will not seek other people out when they've been hurt or offended. They just kind of write them off, and yet God doesn't do that with us. God chases us down. Yeah. God brings us back to himself. If we're supposed to be God's ambassadors and live the way that he calls us to live, then we do that as well. Reconciliation has to begin somewhere. You know, people are in sin. It's not going to happen really with them. And that means we are the ones who have to be the arbiters and bring about that idea of reconciliation by bringing forth the gospel that has been given to us in our lives. So how, how can we practically remind each other of the gospel in in times that we forget or in times of trying times or conflict? Well, I think this is what gospel communities are supposed to be about. This is why we're always trying to speak of the gospel so we would naturally speak it into one another's lives. Sometimes we have conversations about something happening and I'm like, you know, Jesus relates because Jesus went through this. When you understand the gospel, you understand that Jesus 
was tempted in every way we are, and yet was without sin. Not in his divinity, but in his humanity. The author and perfecter of our faith is someone who went through the things that we went through as well. You know, Habakkuk's faith, it, it goes from this, this vertical, or this horizontal, just looking at all the problems, to a vertical of looking up at God. And we spend a lot of our lives in a horizontal. Look at all the stuff that's coming. Look at oh, We're looking just out like this. And then when God gets a hold of us in the gospel and it resets us, it resets to vertical. So we should be those who help reset people to vertical. It's, it's a pursuing relationships at a deeper level. Mm. Because if we're not there, mm. and then spending that time with God, and, and the other thing is, is praying, God, bring your word into my life and, and walking in you. And therefore, when those conversations happen and being intentional and walking in the Spirit as that Spirit is leading... You're talking, you're helping bring the truth and the gospel to there that, that comes natural and, and can, can touch somebody in a way that's like, wow, where'd that come from? I don't know. Well, thank you, Lord, because that's, you know, you see him working through you, but abiding in him. I mean, in meetings, I'm going in meetings like for construction, I'm like, Lord, give me your wisdom. I don't know what I'm going to do. That's every meeting I go into. Yeah. There you go. God, I am an idiot. Can you give me a little bit of wisdom? There's a lot of smart people here. Lord, I need your help. You know, the, the last part of the whole being filled with the Spirit kind of thing that goes along with kind of what you were, were talking about is always giving thanks for all things like all the time. When it hits the fan and the heat goes up and the windows close and you're like, Lord, what's going on? Lord, I don't know what you're going to do. But I thank you that we can somehow bring you glory and you'll grow me through this. And it's like, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how we're going to pull this off. But thank you. Well, I really appreciate that you, you talked about rejoice is a discipline. Mm-hmm. It's not just a response when I'm happy, but it's a discipline throughout my days. That goes back to reminding myself of who God is. Yes. And I think that, like you said, yes. like it's, it needs to be, we need to build that into our lives. No matter where we are, and no matter what we do, we give thanks in those situations, no matter what they are. And I actually find myself doing that when something goes really wrong. I, when I pray for people, I usually try and start with, God, thank you for something. I start in the thankfulness. And sometimes it's, God, thank you that this person's life is melting down because it's going to help us all to see that you are God and we are not. And that's what I would like to do, not just this week, but every week of my life, to come to a place where... I thank God for what, no matter what comes my way, the things I don't like and all that, just constantly thanking God for anything. Yeah, to 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 do that is is <laughs> so amazingly difficult when it actually goes down south. And um, you mean to L.A. <laughs> and and it's just that daily giving it over to Him, because we because when you're in the habit of doing it, like I talked about earlier. Then it's not just when it happens, but it happens just because you know he's faithful. Mm-hmm. So for you this week, we hope that you find ways to uh, put this discipline in your life of rejoicing, of, of thanking God for who he is and what he has done in the good times and the bad. When you wake up and when you go throughout the rest of your day, that it be a part of our, your ethos of life, of, of not just when you're happy, but praising God for who he is and, and rejoicing and remembering all the good that he is. And, and let that begin to shape our mindsets throughout the day as we enter uh, any situation that comes. So we'll be back next week with the last of Habakkuk. 
was not part of the plan, but sometimes we praise God for any plan. <laughs> when is your last day here, by the way? Uh, is it Tuesday? I mean, are you... The, the truck comes Tuesday, but then we're kind of off and on. We're going to hit the lake over the weekend. Mm. You can still watch the boat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was glass two weeks ago. Glass. But where? We did San Antonio. You can still launch a San Antonio, that same launch ramp yeah, on the backside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one, we were the only boat there. I can say this now because you're not going to air this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was the best. We, we have glass there until like 1 o'clock on the average or 2. 